Hello, everybody. I'm Mark. I'm Britton. And welcome to the show. Um, today, we're going to be talking about a movie which uh, kind of came and went, and then that was it. Yeah, it was not as big as the one that came before. Um, so if you've already clicked on the title of this and you know that the movie we're talking about is Angels and Demons, which in uh, the cinematic universe is the sequel to The Da Vinci Code. Yeah. Well, but in the literary universe, I think it was a uh, it, it came, it, before, yeah, came it. before it. So... Uh, that's all the setup that we that I guess we need first. So I guess we'll just get started. Um, as I was uh, saying mm-hmm. earlier, is that you know the uh, the Vinci Cody, like you were saying, was huge. Um, yeah. This movie, I remember it coming in the theaters, but it's like nobody was talking about it, and yeah. most opinions were just yeah, it's fine. And yeah. yeah, that's basically what it was. It, it was you know it was it was a good dumb popcorn movie. Yeah. Uh, if you just want. Uh, yeah, you know, if you just want something to watch, you know, you, you can't really go wrong with it. Yeah. So, um, go ahead and why don't you tell them a little bit about what the, uh, what the plot is. Man, and it is a convoluted plot. Yeah. So uh, distill it to its like a simplest form. Yeah. Uh, so the Large Hadron Collider. Uh, Here we go. <laughs> oh, oh, you better get ready. I know. You better get ready. Strap yourselves in, because I have a feeling this will be very science-y uh, so episode. The la- so the Large Hadron Collider somehow managed to uh, make yeah, enough antimatter in you know one collision, uh, instead of taking you know, hundreds of millions of years to collect mm-hmm. that amount of antimatter, they could do it in one uh, collision. And the amazing thing is, is that there was not just a lot for one file they made three of them i know they they, they like enough to no, we'll get into that okay uh so uh there there's uh they they collide these uh particles and uh, they collect the anim- antimatter and then there was some uh some doctor priest uh yeah we'll just call him doctor priest he was there and uh all of a sudden, there's a there's a hullabaloo, and one of the vials gets stolen, mm-hmm. and Doctor Priest uh, gets uh, murdered. Yeah, and uh, so the uh, uh, Robert Langdon, who is played by uh, Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks is you know swimming in a pool, and they and they uh, they they find him uh, the, the 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 Vatican, and they send him on his usual quest of. Uh, uh, of mysteries and clues to to find the location of this now bomb. Yeah, and uh, and what happens is that these um, the, the the clues that he's got to follow are connected to a conclave, which is going on right now. Like yeah. the uh, the Pope died, and they're you know they're holding a conclave to get a brand new spanking new Pope in there. <laughs> and uh, this is all happening while this bomb is under Vatican yeah. City, and like the four favorites are being murdered one by one. They've been kidnapped and they're being murdered. Yeah. So Robert Langdon has to basically you know, find all these locations of this, like, Illuminati church. Yeah. And, uh, and then, like, find the bomb in time. Yeah, and uh, meanwhile, the, the four candidates for, uh, for Pope have been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, gradually they're being uh, branded and killed with these uh, Illuminati... Uh, symbols. The old Illuminati <clears throat> pokers. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The old, uh, the old Illuminati uh, fireplace pokers. Yeah, like you know, it was, it was a different time back then. They, yeah. they, you know, it would be what they brand their cattle with. <laughs> uh, before, you know, the Illuminati were known for ra- being ranchers before they, uh, 
Yeah, we're known for uh, secretly running the the world. Yeah, it was uh, it was a different time back then. They were when yeah. they were out and exposed, and like you know, they could walk freely, and everyone knew who the Illuminati was. You know, it was because it was a farm. Yeah, and it was then, like you know, old Illuminati's farm. And then uh, when the Catholic Church said no meat on Fridays, they had to they had to do something about that. Yeah, and like uh, they were like, no, no, no. And the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah. So, uh, uh, me, so Robert Langdon is. Uh, you know, they, they, they give these clues. I, looking back on it, like, why are they giving these clues and, you know, sending these letters, you know, in order to, well... There, there's, there's no reason for any yeah. of this. And, uh... Yeah, I guess as we find out. Like, there's, um, there's probably gonna be a lot of spoilers uh, yeah. here, but, um, there are a few things that I, I wanna, I kinda wanna talk about with this movie. There's mm -hmm. a lot of things I wanna talk about with this movie. Yeah. But, um, I'm gonna say that the, the biggest, uh... Uh, the biggest crawl in the whole thing yeah. is uh, is Robert Langdon himself. Like Tom Hanks is a great actor, <laughs> yeah. And in he, the first, he's, oh, go ahead. he's one of my favorites. Yeah, he's a he's American uh, classic. He, he, you know? He's modern day Jimmy Stewart. He's, yeah. he's usually considered. So, like he plays this character Robert Langdon. Yeah, and he is easily the most insufferable person <laughs> I've ever seen. Like I don't remember him being this. This awful in uh, the first one, the Vinci I, I, Code. I don't really remember the first one, but yeah, everything. Like, he can't walk t you know two feet without giving the you know the uh, history. the history of the fly that's sitting on the <laughs> wall uh, on the 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 statue of Saint Paul. It's like there's that one point where they're trying to sneak around, and you just he they they give themselves away. Like the bad guy ends yeah. up. Uh, Discovering that you know they were coming because he's in there just talking about like the stones and everything. Like, oh, that's right. I was like, you know, if for five seconds he wasn't talking about the history of every stone he was coming across, like you know, he could have gotten the jump on him. But nope. You know, and uh, also I, I know Robert Langdon's supposed to be a uh, he's supposed to be an academic. You know, yeah. He's he's not a um, an action hero or anything like that, but he's. Constantly screwing up, yeah. basically like, <laughs> like, um, <laughs> like when they were trying to save that pope. Yeah, they're trying to save this pope who, you know, who was like they were they were uh, hanging him over like a flame. Yeah, he, he he's slowly slowly burning, and Robert Langdon uh, took a pew, and uh, I don't know why that sounded. Took a pew. It, it, it sounded uh, dirty for some reason. He took a pew. I uh, uh, hunkered down. And he took a pew. Ew. Pew. He took a pew right there in the middle of the uh, church. Right in the church. So he took a pew and uh, you know just con cl climbed it to you know release the chains of the the hanging uh, uh, the, the, car cardinal. Yeah, the cardinal who is uh, one of the chosen to be pope and. Uh, like he kind of slips or something breaks and, and the, the cardinal just gets dropped right into the fire yeah, like, while he <laughs> where he burns considerably yeah. more and faster yeah yeah in the in the process of trying i guess he was thinking like all right I'll, I'll hook these chains and he'll just swing to the other side of the fire but no <laughs> he just drops him in and like oh my bad oops sorry guys uh, sorry cardinal like uh so uh uh, there's that's actually something I do want to kind of mention you kind of hit on it uh, and it yeah. goes back to Robert Langdon being shitty but um, uh, the theme for this movie was like the four elements like yeah. all the priests were, or I'm sorry all the uh, the cardinals were gonna die in one way shape or form of the yeah. different elements like the first one was earth so like yeah. they, they stuffed his mouth with a bunch of uh, rocks 
<laughs> Rocks and feathers and yeah, and then that was it. That's how he died. And then, uh, and we had like you know, the fire. We had one guy who tried to drown in water, and yeah. uh, the second guy uh, was air. And I actually think that it was the the best scene in the movie or the best concept was in that scene to me at least when yeah. uh, like he's trying to resuscitate him, and you know she you know she starts doing the, the compressions and like this blood just kind of comes from the guy and like lands on Robert's face because it's like he pierced the lung. Yeah. So, and you know, that's can't the air. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's actually kind of, you know, it's kind of cool. It was, yeah. It was a neat idea and a neat execution, but that was it. Like I said, I'm not saying the movie was bad. I'm just saying that was the most interesting thing about the movie. Yeah. And they, they had, Let's see, when did they start? It, it was like six hours to find this bomb before it flattens the, uh, you know, Vatican City. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, meanwhile, was it Ewan, Ewan McGregor? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Ewan McGregor. I, I'm pre- I, I could be getting... Who who played... Uh, who who played uh, Magneto? Oh, um... Because I always get their names confused. Young Magneto? Uh, old, old Magneto. Oh, okay, uh... That's uh, Gandalf. Yeah, yeah. Who plays Ian it? McKellen? Ian McKellen. All right. Yeah, I always get Ian McGregor and Ian McKellen. Uh, yeah. Uh, their names mixed up. So yeah, Ian Mc. Uh, you know, uh, Obi Wan uh, plays this young, I guess, chaplain. Uh, he's a he's a car- caramello or I don't know. He's, Car- <laughs> he's a candy bar. Yeah. He's he's like the basically the um the Pope's kind of. Uh, like advisor and yeah, you know he he's acting pope at the time mm-hmm. uh like in if uh you know as all the cardinals are are indisposed he's kind of uh sitting in the seat of the papacy in order to uh uh you know make sure everything yeah make uh, sure the, the machine runs yeah and uh oh, we we're gonna say i'm sorry i uh, know that, that that was it that was it he's just he's just you know yeah. fake pope yeah <laughs> he's sitting pope and uh so that sounds like a <laughs> sitting pope. That, <laughs> that's like that's a heritage name for me. <laughs> um, the uh, almost every thing that Robert could have done, he pretty much did wrong. Yeah. Like uh, there was one scene where they they <clears throat> shut off the the power. Yeah. And in the uh, the archives, and there's no oxygen there, and he's trying to uh, you know, he, he's trying to find a way out so he yeah. can you know breathe, and uh, basically. It, basically, he shoots this, you know, thick glass, and he knocks this little, uh, I guess, uh, bookshelf into it, and eventually breaks, and like a second later, the lights and the power come back yeah. on, so it was all pointless <clears throat> anyway. Yeah. And, so uh, it does beg the question, like, why uh, the Vatican archives would think to bulletproof, bulletproof the uh, the glass it's, in the... Uh, it's, it's very it's very important stuff back there. They've had, I, I, they've had the Illuminati come in a lot. I, I guess. Like maybe maybe there's they have like a a cat problem, <laughs> like, and the like somehow they they break the glass they they knock over the bookshelves and you know break the glass and then they shoo them out and uh, have to fix everything again. So yeah, they so d- they put the bulletproof glass yeah. in there. Um, I like there's a scene where he was trying to save the uh, the man in the water, uh, the the one uh, cardinal that you know they're killing through the drowning. Where, yeah, and so it's like it's got weights on it. It's like a little. I don't know, kind of like a little gurney or something, basically. And uh, the guy's drowning, and Robert's yeah. trying to lift him above water. And as he's like, you know, about to you know lift him up, he kind of slips a little bit and yeah. drops him. And I'm like, man, he is the worst hero. 
I, I think I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah, and then he puts that fish aerator in his mouth. Yeah. To help him, <laughs> which I don't know why that's in the in the uh, in the, the fountain. fountain. <laughs> like nothing, nothing's living in there. They uh, just want bubbles in their fountain. It's cooler if there's bubbles. I in guess. It. And uh, oh, we forgot about the uh, the church tour lady. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so our insufferable hero yeah. is like trying to figure out where um yeah, the next pope's going to be killed. Yeah, he he's trying to figure out where the uh, like one of the clues are. And he's like, "Oh, I know it's a Raphael um thing, but I don't know which church it is." So he goes up to this random lady doing like a a tour at like a church and he's like, yeah. "Excuse me, miss. Um do you know if there's do you know of any uh, <laughs> any, uh, any any Raphael uh, or any churches built by Raphael that has a, an angel statue on it and is also yeah. uh, blah blah and he's like listing Yeah, it's like yeah, built uh, by the archdiocese uh, uh, commissioned by the uh, by the pope uh, you know uh, during the you know third uh, third moon of the uh, you know <laughs> during a blood moon of the uh, you know during the year of the rat and, uh, and he's like like listing all these ridiculous things in the and the, the the tour guide just says, "I'm sorry, I can only think of one." <laughs> it was like, I, I, the, the the specifics yeah, were so specific. I'm like, "There's no, but someone could come into my work at the library and ask me for." It'd be like them coming in, yeah. like, "Do you know what book written in 1910, uh, published by uh, by Penguin, but when it was still a different brand of, uh, mm -hmm. and also uh, like you know, an imprint of uh, of <laughs> Hemingway uh, Press?" But it was return. But it was uh, you know initially in re in Italian, but retranslated to English. So there's a little bit of a different localization. I'm sorry, I can only think of one off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> I can point you to it. Like, that's how ridiculous it would be. Yeah, it's, uh... I, I cannot think of, uh, of any job that would require you to Rolodex that number of criteria, <laughs> uh, in order to, in order to... Like, she's just a tour guide. Yeah, she needs, she needs a promote, this lady needs a promotion, I'll tell you that uh, much. Yeah. Like, she should be, like, like, all she should know is, like, the same spiel she's been giving for the past... You know, five years, and then give you know, hustle them towards the gift shop. Yeah, like there's only the only thing in her Rolodex should be like jokes, you know, yeah. just like funny little you know, light jokes. Yeah, like Raphael, not the Ninja Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like you know, the yeah. polite chuckle. <laughs> oh, that's that's clever. Like one one lady in a hat turns to the other lady in a hat, like she's funny, she's really funny. I like her. But there's only go, what's a Ninja Turtle? Like, oh, shut up, Grandma! You're you're not you don't belong here. Uh, we used to respect our elders. No, you didn't. Yeah, I didn't. You crucified your elders. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, Robert. Yeah, it's just a, a series of uh, pitfalls for Robert Langdon. Uh, you know, and sometimes literally. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in or, you know, just solving these. Uh, uh, these these puzzles and is always one step behind mm -hmm. like, until like the end. Yeah, where where you know he, even at the end he's still one step behind. Like uh, you know, had had you know the other people not helped him out, that pope would have been dead or yeah. sucking on an air tube for a <laughs> while, <laughs> for like half an hour. Yeah. You know, while he's like while the bombs going off. Yeah, like they. I imagine he puts the air tube and is like. Listen, man, I'm sorry, but we do gotta find this bomb. So he kind of just leaves him in there, <laughs> I, I, leaves him in the in the fountain, and just kind of runs away. I, I imagine the bomb goes off and the water evaporates. So he goes ah, and then he catches on fire. <laughs> like there was there's a brief moment of relief. 
Like, I, I imagine that he leaves him there with the little tube in the guy's mouth, and he's like, we'll come back for you. And he just kind of, you know, and goes, and like, the guy's just waiting there, like, and all the coming back? And all the young Italian couples are throwing pennies in the, <laughs> Hits uh, him in the, the head. fountain. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, shouting for him to stop, and the, the, the tube falls out. <laughs> and the fish at the fountain are just poking at his, like, just biting at his cheeks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that'd be that'd be that'd be our story. That, that, and uh, in the end of the movie, that man does become the Pope. Yeah, fish Pope. Yeah, uh, was it? Wasn't there? Wasn't one of the? Uh, well, now uh, you know, fish is the I guess symbol of Christ. So yeah. it does it does kind of work yeah, out in sense. its own way. Makes sense. Yeah. Um. So there's one thing I do want to talk about with this movie that I feel is uh, kind of I think important. Oh, um, the, uh, no. We'll, okay, get, we'll, we'll get, get to, to that. that. We're gonna get to that uh, right after yeah. this. Um, <laughs> but uh, this, I know this movie. Well, not this movie, but uh, yeah. I know uh, the movie National Treasure has often been considered like an Americanized version of like the Da Vinci Code. Yeah, I could see that. And the thing is, like, uh, as I said while we're watching movies, like, you know, I don't know anything about these, these, like, these statues locations. or these locations. Like, this is, this is all, like, esoteric to me. Like, the yeah. Da Vinci Code, there was, I, I, you know, there was more things that I kind of, you know, it was grander. Like, hey, I know the Louvre, you know what I mean? Yeah. I know some paintings, you know, but this, I was like, okay, so, is this supposed to be significant? I don't, I don't get this, you know. <clears throat> but, um, you know, but, uh, National Treasure has a very similar character than, yeah. as Robert Langdon, because he's also doing his, uh, his insufferable, you know, spiel about American history, but for some reason, I just like it. His it, character is much less insufferable. It, yeah, he, he he does have a a more char a bit more charm to it. It's you know, a. I think I know what it is. It, it's a restraint. No, no, it's Nick Cage. <laughs> I guess um, Nick Cage is, uh, you know, Benjamin Franklin Gates. Like yeah. his his uh, factoids and things like that are. Are spurned for or spawned from some sort of uh, passion in the subject. Yeah. Like he'll get excited about you know talking about uh, yeah. something that Ben Franklin did. Is like, oh, this 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 was a painting. He was actually commissioned by by Ben Franklin. It yeah. was great, you know. But Robert Langdon is just a smug asshole yeah, he, who thinks he knows better than everybody else. And not only that, like he he comes off as one of those people who, like anyone will be talking about any subject. And somehow he'll always steer to whatever subject he's passionate about. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I, I, like he'll, someone will mention, uh, uh, someone will mention a uh, a, a old ar artist like uh, Rembrandt. Um, Rembrandt, and oh, he was one of the classic artists like Michelangelo. And Michelangelo, you know, painted yeah. uh, the uh, Sistine Chapel, which uh, which the Pope uh, uh, Pius the blah 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 and you know, like, just go rattle yeah. on like the the same like things that he's just you know, that he always rattles on about yeah. like, like Nicholas Cage in in National Treasure I feel would be a uh, like you can see yourself getting swept up in this adventure with him yeah Robert Langdon I would want to. I want him to leave the room as, like, I wouldn't want to engage with him. I wouldn't be friends with Robert Langdon. Like, uh, Robert Langdon seems like, you know, he is a professor in the in the movie, and he mm -hmm. certainly comes off as one. Yeah. Like, I, I was half expecting him to bitch at the, the, you know, the woman for chewing gum or something. Yeah. 
Like, and did it, you bring enough for the entire Vatican? <laughs> and the the woman, unfortunately, they I don't know if it was the same way in the book, but they really didn't really they didn't really do much with her. Yeah, she didn't do the only thing that she did that was cool, I guess, was she ripped a page out from uh, this like they were like doing this big to do in the yeah. uh, Vatican archives about this old book written by Raphael. No, I think it was Galileo. That was Galileo, yeah. yeah. And so this book's like thousands or not thousands. This book's like it's hundreds old. and hundreds of years yeah. old. And they're like you know they're they're like got the tweezers and they're you yeah. know turning each page or being very or careful with it and he finds a clue and yeah. so she just rips the page out and puts it in her pocket for absolutely no reason yeah, actually like I don't know if there was a I know there's a time restraint but not a uh, rip page out of the Vatican archives time restraint like he was literally starting to translate it or like to, to, to list it off and it would have taken him 30 seconds like yeah you have 30 seconds to spare I think at this point yeah and but no, she just does she, it, and then immediately he snitches on her to everybody. Yeah, she's stealing the she's stealing the page in the it, book. You know, I think uh, I, I I think the Swiss guard was making eyes at her, and she just wanted to get out of there. <laughs> it was actually kind of uncomfortable. Yeah, he kept like you know he was uh, he was like licking his lips and everything. <laughs> she's like, all right, we we need to go. I don't I don't like this Swiss guard. Yeah, though in rea in reality, it was probably you know. The, the lack of oxygen and all that that made the air dry, <laughs> so he was just... Yeah, he's trying he, to constantly re-wet his lips. Yeah, he wasn't being a creeper, he was just, like, he just wanted to get out of there. And he, it, was, it was uncomfortable yeah. for him. He's like, this girl keeps on looking at me weird, I don't like... What'd she just do? What was that? Uh, what? Like, I'm surprised they made a ripping sound, and, like, and they doesn't just dust, like... Yeah. <laughs> well, there, now you just killed the Vatican. Are you happy now? <laughs> so... Let's talk about yeah. it. Okay. <clears throat> so, the antimatter bomb. Yes. <laughs> Go ahead. So, uh, where do we begin? So the the like it wasn't. <laughs> He's so flustered. Like, like I don't know. Like there is so much to talk about with the antimatter bomb. <laughs> like. First off, you would say like it's, uh, it's about an ounce of antimatter. Let's mm -hmm. say, you know, uh, a conservative amount, like you know, conservatively, an it's an ounce, and uh, <clears throat> which would take uh, a very long time because antimatter doesn't usually naturally occur in the universe. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know why they made it look like a tiny blue sun, <laughs> uh, which it wouldn't. You know, actually, uh, truth be told, like antimatter w would not look any different than normal matter. If you had a, a uh, you know, a cheeseburger and an antimatter cheeseburger, they look like they look identical until one exploded. Yeah. And uh, and and even then, like even it's even though it's like a little ounce, uh, it's enough to like flatten a continent. Mm -hmm. Like it would be not this. Uh, you know this uh this light show you know this blue <laughs> light show and then a little bit of wind no it would just it wouldn't be you know it would be vatican city and the rest of uh you know at least the rest of italy just flattened <laughs> and um, they, they, you know they would be you know archaeologists would be pouring uh you know you know pouring uh the was it the uh you know, into the cavities, like in their Pompeii. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say, I was literally gonna make a Pompeii joke, actually. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's... 
I, and I guess, you know, I, I, you know, for, for, I, I think I'm kind of giving the movie a little bit too much of a, uh, of a hard time, but, like, it, it's just such a, yeah, it, the, the whole concept is a little bit ridiculous. I, I think, it, I know they probably didn't want to go the nuke round. Yeah. Uh, because it probably would have been, it would have been, uh, you know, done. We've seen nukes before. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, it would have been significantly more realistic to, oh, I... to use a nuke rather than uh, this canister of antimatter. See, it's like, the antimatter is, to me, even though it's, like I said, preposterous. Yeah. Uh, I do think it's at least the interesting uh, aspect of a movie. It's like, all right, um, antimatter. Well, you don't see that every day, and I <clears throat> that guess it ties this whole... Uh, concept yeah. of faith and science together, you know, which yeah, I guess, yeah. But um, but again, like you know, nukes are science too. So. Yeah, you do need a lot. You know, there is a lot of science behind nukes. So but. the the thing that I was actually kind of uh, yeah interested about was that they just kind of fly up into the air like yeah. you know in a helicopter and and have it detonate. Yeah, and I'm not sure how how this would work, but I thought that like. Any explosion over, you know, like high up, especially yeah. a powerful explosion, is actually more Worse. devastating yeah. than, you know, if it was just like, yeah, in this movie's, you know, logic, like it would have been bad having it just detonate underneath, you know, this, uh, this sewer. Yeah. But, but, you know, like in actuality, it would have just been a, oh, look, you know, it's up there, look. And then. That's it. You know, yeah. It's no longer taken out Italy. Now Europe is uh, gone. Yeah, pretty much any uh, a- any explosion that inco- involves uh, particle physics, if you can see the explosion, you're too close to the explosion. Like, the explosion would be so strong, because it wasn't, wasn't very high up. No. It was like, it was like helicopters, that, you know, they're not generally yeah, they, known for traveling very high. No. So we'll say, I, I, I'm going to be very... Generous maybe here. Maybe five thousand feet. I, I was gonna be super generous and say maybe somehow it was ten thousand feet up. Okay, let's, that's very yeah, generous. That's very very generous. And even then, uh, like I think, don't they detonate nukes like miles in the air? Like you're very high up. Yeah. And and you know this thing, uh, like for for example, a a nuclear weapon with the the amount of uh, fissile or even the. Uh, uh, fusion material, uh, fusion, uh, nuclear fusion in in a uh, atomic weapon is only like one percent efficient in yeah. converting matter to energy. Mm-hmm. Antimatter <laughs> is one hundred percent efficient. <laughs> Let's say, for example, they didn't. Uh, you know, the explosion was a little pop, like it was. All right, well, they were just showered with gamma radiation either way. <laughs> Gosh, here we go. <laughs> So there's hulks being born in the city. No, no, just cancer. Oh, okay. <laughs> I imagine that the explosion in reality is so, so <clears throat> strong that it actually knocks the Earth off its orbit, and uh, or at least off its axis enough. I, 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 I really wish uh, I was better at the. Yeah, you know, I knew the math behind. Uh, like I, I know. E, well, E equals M C square is not the entire equation. Yeah. But uh, I. I I, I can't imagine how many, like, how much energy in, in just an ounce of antimatter there would be. <laughs> well, maybe we can, uh... 
Yeah, we can calculate this afterwards. No, let's do it like... <clears throat> hold on a second. Alexa, how much energy is in an ounce of antimatter? See what she says. Here's something I found on the web. Here we go. According to CentauriDreams.org. Okay. Heck, a single gram of antimatter, which is about 1 25th of an ounce, okay. would get you as much energy as you could produce from the fuel tanks of two dozen space shuttles. <laughs> That's... And this thing was... 25 times that, uh, because we're saying it's an ounce. I don't know how much energy is in a two dozen space shuttles. That's a lot of, well, first off, that's a lot of space shuttles. So, yeah, one twenty-fifth. That's one twenty-fifth of an ounce. And, yeah, we're saying it was, so. So, 25 times 12 is what, um, about like 150, something like that? Yeah, 150 space shuttles. So, that's a good sized. 160, maybe. Yeah, that, that's a good sized explosion. Yeah, so, um,. So 160 space shuttles, you know, like, it would, uh, it would the Earth would just be, uh, like, maybe, like I said, the Earth hey. would be off its axis. Winter would be summer, you know, cats and dogs living together. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think, like, uh, like, I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, the old footage of the, uh, the Saturn V tests and, and, like, how they go wrong and it's a massive explosion mm -hmm. and then, you know, Putting like a hundred and twenty-six of those together, yeah, <laughs> uh, it just uh, it, w it would be. Uh, I, I imagine that that you know it pushes the Earth so far that uh, now it's on a collision course with the Sun. Like yeah. <laughs> that's it. It's it, you know like if you survive this, it doesn't matter. You're gonna be like I don't even think in the wandering Earth there was that much energy to move the Earth. Uh, it, it would ha it would have to be significantly more. And it, like, they would almost need some kind of antimatter rocket in order to move the Earth. Like, I know they were just probably uh, using electrolysis in order to, you know, make hydrogen, but you're talking about, mo like, the Earth is, when it comes to planets, Earth is very dense. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we have a lot of, uh... Like, this isn't, this isn't Uranus here. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, Saturn, yeah, I think, is so... It would float in a yeah, bathtub, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's like it's so uh, not dense. Yeah, it's very light. And, um, but, you know, Earth has a lot of, like, nickel and iron in it. And uh, for for a planet its size, it, you know, that's why its gravity is so big. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I don't know. It's, that, that, was, that was another silly move. You know, I kind of give the wandering Earth a little bit more credit. Uh, because you know, it, it kind of told you right off the bat, it's going to be a silly movie. Yeah. And and uh, it really wasn't about... Um, it's like, all right, we have this science fiction kind yeah. of backdrop, but really it's about these people. Like, that's, yeah. the, the, that's the front and center, and yeah. there was still uh, a giddy kind of fun. This movie was... Uh, I can't say it was a bad movie. It was just, uh, just kind of bland. It was a little bit bland. Uh, it was a little bit... Uh, it, it, you know what it was? It was preposterous. Yeah. If I had to give one word about uh, angels and demons to describe it, it is it is preposterous. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. But uh, you know what would you? Know, I'm trying to. What would uh, you know the uh, what or other organization would uh, would use antimatter? Like would like imagine if the you know ancient Egypt was uh, still a thing. Okay. And like, uh, which actually that would be good. I would like to see Robert Langdon kind of doing an ancient Egypt, uh, kind of uh, you know, angels yeah, of the demons thing. Because I've 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 read um, 
I've read uh, the Da Vinci Code. Yeah. I've read uh, Inferno, and I read yeah. a little bit of uh, Angels and Demons. Yeah, I think you said like Inferno was pretty much just a tour guide. Yeah, of, and that's all it was. Uh, like it was just Italy. him. It was him talking about you know all these Italian places, and you know he's like, there's one part where he's just on a river, and like the gondola guy, I guess, got tired of his shit. Uh, at least that's <laughs> how I was imagining it, because all he did was just talk literally about every single thing. Nothing happened in the plot of the book except that he got from point A to point B and he did that on a gondola and he just talked the whole time. I'm like, did this fucking Dan Brown just have a uh, vacation and he just wanted to kind of, you know, sneak that in there? It, it, yeah. And again, it was, there was... The idea behind Inferno was somewhat cool. It just, uh... I really it, wish they did more with it. It was with uh, Dante Alleri, right? Yeah, it was, um... Well, yeah, it was about the Inferno, and it's like, oh, I thought that there, you know, because they use this painting as reference, it's like, we have to go through nine circles, and I thought it would be something, you know, like, oh, each uh, circle is going to be, you know, he, he's going to find some clue somewhere that uh, yeah. points to the different sins and everything like that, but no, no, none of that happened. Well, it, it, if the, uh, you know, Robert Langdon series is any indicator of anything, it's that the Vatican really needs to bolster its security a little bit more. Like, there are all these conspiracies and, <laughs> and uh, you know, secrets and that's, that's either getting out or slipping in. And, like, the funny thing is, uh, like, Angels and Demons takes place in Vatican City. Yeah. Um, the Da Vinci Code, uh, I think it had, takes place in, uh, Europe mainly, but, yeah. uh, different parts of Europe. And... Uh, Inferno, you know, another Robert Langdon takes place also in, like, Italy and, again, different parts of Europe and it's like, yeah, it'd be cool to see him somewhere other than those places like, there's mm -hmm. a lot, you know, there's a lot more uh, cultures out there that he can, you know, rub his nose at or ruin Yeah. Um, and the interesting thing is there's other books by Dan Brown which I thought were uh, actually better than all the Robert Langdon yeah. ones there was, um Deception point. I really like. I thought yeah, that was, was about right. aliens. I was, a, I was a little bit disappointed by the uh, conclusion. I thought it was fine. I guess, although I, I figured it was something that the uh, like you're gonna. It's hard to have a book basically take a stand and say, uh, like, yes, there are aliens. Yeah, you know? I so, guess. So you know, although it's like, well, what's the point? You're just kind of reset buttoning everything, you know. Yeah. And there's another one called a thing like Digital Fortress. Which was all right. I liked it. And you know, you know what uh, Robert Langdon really kind of needs a to be a sidekick. Like a oh, boy no, he wonder. Doesn't, he doesn't need. We don't need any more people for this person to talk to. <laughs> we. He needs. He. He. I was gonna say he needs to be more like Indiana Jones. Gonna, yeah, and he needs a, like a more rough and tumble kind like, of thing. He needs to because Indiana Jones is pretty much. Uh, Robert Langdon, uh, in, you know, in a different setting, like he's a professor in a you know in a university. He goes on uh, these adventures using the clues he yeah. finds in order to go to the, the next point. But uh, he, he's not he's not babbling about uh, you know the, this uh, this pebble on the ground he found that looks like you know the shape of a dog that the pharaoh <laughs> once pet. Like I I think that. Um like, I think that's his, his superpower, like, because there are times in the Indiana, jo Indiana Jones movies where yeah. Indy does delve a little bit into, like, something historic, mm -hmm. you know, but it's not, it doesn't overstay its welcome. He just kind of talks a little bit, and then it's like, all right, now it's time for some fun action, yeah. and then back and forth and back and forth, like, <clears throat> although I can't imagine, like, you know, Robert Langdon just, uh, 
like if the bad guy was shooting at him or like coming at yeah. him with uh, the branding iron, you know, and Robert Landing just pulls out a gun and shoots him. Like, I don't think <laughs> it, that doesn't seem right to me. Yeah, it's true. You know what it is? I think I figured out why you know Robert Langdon is a little bit annoying. Is that he doesn't seem like he wants to be like he wants to be a part of it. Like he is pulling off the uh, the reluctant hero, but kind of poorly. Yeah. yeah like you know, not like he's not John McClane, where it's you know come to your coach, it's gonna be fun. Like he just like he he's kind of bitching the entire time, <laughs> and like, the only time he's not bitching is when he's uh, babbling. You know, just. <laughs> A deluge of information. It's like he's got other things he would rather be doing right now. Yeah, and it's not even like not all the time. It's not even really a life or death situation. It's just like those slow moments when yeah. he's like in the Vatican and everything like that, or going through the archives. He's just kind of like, man, I kind of wish I wasn't here right now. I'm missing my favorite TV programs. Then again, maybe that's how he uh, he calms his nerves. Is that? Uh like he just you know when he's nervous he just you know expounds information <laughs> like 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 when he was uh, you know on his wedding uh, you know his wedding like uh, <laughs> yeah, the ceremony was initially uh, uh, de- developed by the you know uh-huh. the, the Catholic Church in order for 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 a union a man and wife uh-huh. uh, it dates back to the uh, uh-huh. uh, Judeo times and uh, uh, just say I do <laughs> now uh, uh, just, Robert just drink this <laughs> now. Um, like, I imagine that's it. Like I said before, that's his power, his superpower. Yeah. Like, he can... Or it's like, disability. Well, <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of, like, the bad guy's got him dead to rights. Yeah. And he's about to, you know, he brings out maybe an old-fashioned blunderbuss to shoot Robert Langdon. He's like, oh, did you know that the blunderbuss dates back to blah, blah, blah. <laughs> And he, like, goes on his long string talking about, you know, the, the blunderbuss and its many origins and everything like that. And the bad guy just kind of falls asleep and allows Robert to leave. Or I was going to say, like... It, you know, he, it's just interesting enough to keep his attention. Or I'll at least hear about the blunderbuss yeah, before buys I kill him. Yeah. Like, yeah, as he as he you know uses some kind of uh, you know ancient relic or something like to undo the ropes and you know. <laughs> like I would like see. Here's the thing: if they're gonna do this with Robert Langdon, have yeah. him be like s- fucking insufferable and smug. Yeah. Like just kind of lean into it. Like yeah, he's not indie. You're not gonna see him hanging off a uh, the front of a. A moving vehicle, you yeah, know what I mean? Or whipping some guy. Yeah, but like, you know, kind of lean into this fact that he's this insufferable smug asshole yeah. and, you know, just kind of roll with it. Like, that would be, that would make it a lot better if he was just, he, he turned on this, uh... It'll make it a little bit more self-aware. Yeah, exactly. It would be, that would be actually a damn interesting character in a you know in a much more interesting movie, because you know like the bad guys got him. He's like tying him up and everything. Yeah. And uh, he's like looks around, you know, for for some kind of you know way to get out, and he sees like you know uh, like a statue or a bass relief or something. <laughs> he's like that statue over there. Do you know where it, where you know what's depicted? What? What? Like, I know you're Illuminati, so uh, did you know the history of it? And he just goes on. I, I, I imagine, like, uh, you know, he, like, he's tied to a chair and a bomb's about to go off. Yeah. And he, you know, the bad guy's walking out of the building. And, uh, like, uh, so as he's walking out, it's like, Robert Langdon, like, looks around. You know the history behind this building? And the guy just slumps. <laughs> what, what is it? I imagine that, like, after a few minutes of talking, he just kind of pauses the bomb so it doesn't yeah. explode, you know. Like, he pulls up a chair. Yeah, because he's like, ah. He sits on it backwards. <laughs> Let me rap with you, my good man. Now, uh... 
Like, I want there actually to be a, uh, a villain that is also very self-aware, because all the, all the other villains, all the henchmen, they fall for this, like, you know, yeah. and this is how Robert Langdon escapes, by, like, <laughs> bore, by talking them to death. And I want there just to be one, you know, bad guy who just, who, who's on a mission to kill Robert Langdon yeah. just to shut him up, you know? Or, or rather, or, uh, like, not, maybe something, you know, actually, what if, uh, it's the opposite, like, he's also Robert Langdon-esque. And uh, he's about to blow him up because he's a you know, rival or just yeah. in the way. Uh, yeah, in the way seems more likely. Uh, <laughs> Literally, yeah. just walking around in the way. <laughs> so, uh, like you know, he, you know, he, you know, he's about to do like what we said. You know, turn on the bomb and Robert Langdon just like blah blah blah. You know what the history and eventually like crossfades to where. Uh, the two are debating, and they're forming a theory, like, and then he, uh, you know, then the Illuminati <laughs> invaded, uh, Jerusalem. And yes, and if they invaded Jerusalem, that then was has, around the, Yeah, it has to be around here, so, are you thinking what I'm thinking? I am I, thinking uh, what you're thinking. We're on the same page. <laughs> like, I, I want there to be a, um, going back to your ancient Egypt one, I want there yeah. to be an ancient Egypt, uh, uh, Robert Langdon story where he goes to ancient Egypt and see to him he's a little uh, he's kind of fish out of water yeah like he knows mm. some stuff but this isn't his strong yeah. suit that the bad guy he's the one who's really into the, the Egyptology and everything like that yeah and so uh, although Robert Langdon knows you know considerable amount of stuff like this guy knows more yeah and they're um, <clears throat> at the same time they're they're you know, he's trying to uh, find clues and, you know, find whatever the bad guy's doing. Like, the bad guy's going to uh, release a... Um, a plague. Yeah. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. And, you know, he's in fact, he's going to release seven plagues. Mm -hmm. You know, to, somehow. Yeah. Like, yeah <laughs> I don't know how, but somehow. Well, like, you know, he, like, uh, <clears throat> you know, they're kind of uh, based off of, like, the one that, you know, with Pharaoh and everything like that. Yeah. Like, raining yeah. of frogs, like, maybe he'll do something like... Uh, well, okay, I'm moving on. Well, we'll, Locusts. We'll get, like, <laughs> we'll get to that somehow. Yeah, yeah. Like, somehow, like, all these things, you know, have, like, a, a almost an uh, ironic, yeah. you know, kind of thing. And, um, and yeah, so Robert's trying to you know, stop him before all the plagues go and like, yeah. the whole world is forever shifted. But, uh, you know, they are both just insufferably smug assholes, yeah. and they they have they finally have their final confrontation, and you know it, it starts to feel almost more like a a you know a, like I said, a partnership where they're trying to piece things together. Yeah. And uh, but of course, like you know, Robert has to. Now, how would Robert beat somebody like that? Somebody who is more him than him. Uh huh. I guess he'd have to have a smug off. Hmm. I, or I guess it would just be a debate. Yeah. And they, uh, they... It would just be both of them at a podium before a panel of judges. <laughs> That's your action sequence. And we're going to say that Robert Langdon wins this debate. <sighs> I do not agree, the but... The bad guy immolates himself. <laughs> <laughs> I do not agree, but I respect the findings of this, uh, this board. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that actually. Yeah. Here's the thing, that would be a fucking hilarious movie. <laughs> like, I'd be more interested in watching that than yeah. this dumb, you know, uh, antimatter bomb yeah, and things exactly. I don't know about. Like, it's it's kind of why I I always think uh, you know for you know 
the, the, the books that we write that are more of a serious tone, we should always have like a farce edition. Yeah. Or if you're going to make a very serious movie, oh, well, certain movies, like not all movies yeah. deserve a farce edition. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't think Glory deserves a farce edition. <laughs> yeah, there's, yeah, certain, like, uh. Certain movies should be yeah. revered and, yeah. you know. <laughs> like, I don't. Yeah, yeah, I'm not even gonna go into I, it. I, 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 don't it's even fine. Want, yeah. I know what you're gonna say. It's fine. It's oh, fine. There's it's several. Fine. Well, it wasn't the one you were thinking. But uh, I think I know what the other one is too. So I don't think you do, but uh, I, we'll I, go on. Yeah, we'll, we'll moving talk about, on. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Uh, but anyway, yeah, like more farcical kind of things. Uh, not even just uh, in movies, but books and things like that yeah. too. Like it doesn't even have to be a, uh, a world history type thing. It just uh, can you imagine a farce edition of uh, oh man, like uh, Inception. Yeah, you know, where they're, I guess that was kind of what uh, they did with um, that one Rick and Morty episode. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Uh, but an actual, you know, hour and a half, two hour farcical edition where it's it, the same actors, yeah, same actors, bit by or beat by beat. It's the same plot for all intents and purposes, but they're doing comedy. Yeah, it's the, you know, the idea is it for it to be uh, to make you laugh instead of make you think and it would like you know so they don't have to change too much yeah and all it would require is a couple extra takes while filming mm-hmm and like yeah I would love to see I know like farcical additions to uh to, to certain movies you yeah know? like like even ones that are really good on their own like Terminator oh man like Terminator would be a great farce movie yeah like uh I imagine just any time he's inconvenienced, he shuts down <laughs> at the mildest inconvenience. Yeah, he smashes cars <laughs> left and right. Like yeah, as, like uh, like any time uh, John he doesn't want to do something John Connor tells him to do. Like he smashes a car because his programming can't handle it. I imagine it's like you know it starts off like you know with big things like I order you to take me to you know my mom, but then it starts getting more and more you know ridiculous. Like all right, it's time for bed, Terminator. <laughs> Oh jeez, we do this every night, and then he, when he shuts down, like you know, you know, he shuts down for a good amount of time, and you know, that's it. And then he yeah. wakes back up, like he has the sleeping cap on, and he's got like a, <laughs> a teddy. Yeah, he's got a little teddy in his arms because you know that they put it on there because he's in bed. You know, <laughs> I require a glass of water. <laughs> I require a glass of warm milk. You've already had milk. You're just trying to stay up now. Oh my god! It's just becoming expensive now. Like, like now I'm thinking that uh, you know Sarah and uh, John Connor, they're like yeah. they're staying up, like you know they're trying to just unwind, watching you know TV or something, watching the news, trying to see what's going on, and yeah. the Terminator's like peeking his head around the the corner, you know, trying to see what the adults do when he goes to bed, you know. Yeah. He, he just comes out, you know, in his pajamas. I want to watch SpongeBob. Yeah, he's got he's got footy pajamas. <laughs> I want to watch SpongeBob. No, you're supposed to go to bed now. I want to watch SpongeBob. Well, we're not watching SpongeBob. We're watching the news. <laughs> go to bed. We'll deal with it. <laughs> hey, yelling at him. Go to bed. <laughs> SpongeBob. No, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> He does this. He does this every time we go on vacation. I, I think we need to reduce his sugar. <laughs> like, this is what happened if he decided not to jump into the, the lava. <laughs> like, this is him. You know. Like, this was... Like, he, he, he ran the simulation in his head and knew that he would just be a major inconvenience <laughs> and break every car they have. Like... 
<laughs> it's not just the car breaking. Like, to him, <laughs> it doesn't matter. He doesn't understand monetary things. Like, he, it was a coffee table last time. Yeah, or... like, he, he just, he ran a simulation. He realized that it's like, uh, that, like, you know, man, I'm kind of a pain in the butt. Yeah. This isn't, you know, I don't want to be such a pain in the butt. They, right. they worked hard enough. I swear, the terrible twos are the worst. <laughs> so he just... Mine. <laughs> Mine. No, that's not yours. Mine. That's not yours. Mine. That's not, that's not <laughs> yours. Oh, fine, take it, just take it. No, no, don't, don't give in to no, him. No, you have to, you have to make boundaries. You have, you're reinforcing, <laughs> you know, bad behavior on like, his this part. Is don't gonna, do that. This is gonna, you know, manifest later in his life uh, as some kind of bad habit. Like, no. We need to, we need to, you know, set him straight now. I want a sticker. No, you're not getting a sticker. I want ice cream. You're not getting ice cream. Go to bed. I want SpongeBob. <laughs> no, I, it, 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 this is this is not working. And then they go to Doctor Silverman, who's their their kid counselor. And, and he's, he's drawing pictures with a crayon. Yeah, and he's sitting he's sitting on the fire truck, uh, <laughs> like you know, bed or whatever bench or whatever it is. But he's you know still six foot eight, you know, uh, Arnold. <laughs> and uh, like, you know, so uh, what are you drawing, my dad? <laughs> and it's like a mechanical uh, assembly line. <laughs> it's crayon picture. See, I imagine he's got the crayon picture, but when he draws, it's just like. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a, like a dot matrix. Yeah, printer. exactly. And it's like, <laughs> and it just it renders like a beautiful image just with crayon. Oh, oh. they 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 uh, in their house. There's just all these. Things just hanging on the fridge. <laughs> All these so, pictures uh, he's drawing. Uh, so Mrs. Wilson said in class, uh, you hit another student. He tried to take my crackers. We we don't hit other students. His face got caved in. Like you know he's you in a can't coma. <laughs> he's, he's probably not going to wake up. <laughs> oh my god. Ugh. You have to deal with your emotions. Like, you don't even eat crackers. <laughs> what are you gonna do with crackers? They were mine. It doesn't matter, they were my crackers. <laughs> Look. Uh, you know what, you're, you're right, we should have smashed that chip <laughs> when it was outside his head. Well, I think I, about I, it every day. Like, I... I, I was 100% in the wrong, Mom. 100%. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just saying, like, you could have died and we could have still, you know, killed Miles Dyson and everything would have been fine. Like, it, it you know, you're lucky that he, re he rebuilds everything he breaks. <laughs> uh, so, Angels and Demons. Uh, you know, an alright movie. Yeah, it's okay. It, it's not gonna, it's not gonna knock your socks off, but, you know, at least, uh, it won't keep, it won't make you bored. Yeah, I... I will say that uh, if you're looking for a movie of, you know, this kind of uh, topic or idea of, like, you know, a, a treasure hunt or a, you know, a puzzle hunt, yeah, just go with National Treasure. It's a lot better. Or, or Indiana Jones. Yeah. You really cannot go wrong uh, with the kind of the pioneer of the, of the, uh, of the genre. So, yeah. So there, there are alternatives. You don't have, I'm just saying, you don't have to watch Angels and Demons if you don't want to. But if you do... You're not gonna have a bad time. Yeah, it's it's nothing nothing offensive or anything. So, yeah. uh, except the science. Yeah, the science is abhorrent. But uh, yeah, so that's that. All right. Take it easy, everybody. A toodaloo. Say goodbye, Alexa. Alexa, say goodnight.
Yeah, she's not interested. She's fine. Yeah, the science was abhorrent to her, too. <laughs> All right, so take it easy, everybody. Good night. That'll hold a little SOPs.